And you're very welcome along to our celebrity gossip roundup of the week with our RTE social media lead and avaculture vulture, Miss Ellen Leonard. You're very welcome along to the show. Good morning. Happy Sunday. Do you not have my mic on again? I have your mic on. <laughs> I do have your mic on. I think I'm just very loud in general. Uh, I, before we get into anything, I want to say a big happy birthday to you. Oh God, thanks. I was saying there, I'm, I'm not the better of it. Are you not? It's been a wild <laughs> month so far. But thank you. Um, for everybody wondering, Ellen turned the ripe age of 30. 20. There, no, I hate <laughs> this so much. I Nothing grinds my gears more than trying to downage yourself. It, it hasn't settled with me yet. It's you know, a great I age. I loved my 20s. Oh, I know, but like, so did I. I absolutely adored my 20s and I am loving my 30s. When I tell you, I'm milking it. <laughs> I'm not finished yet. This is what it's all about. I have another two weekends left to go. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Okay, let's get straight into it. We are kicking all off with Harry and Meghan this morning. Uh, this story is actually quite terrifying because it's kind of like history repeating itself. Yes, this was wild. So Prince Harry and Meghan Markle and her mother Doria were involved in a near catastrophic car chase during the week. So it was said that highly aggressive paparazzi photographers were following them after Meghan came out of an awards ceremony and she was an honoree for Women of Vision Awards. Mm -hmm. So she looked gorgeous, gold, beautiful dress, came out, got into a taxi and basically the taxi only got them so far when they were blocked by a truck and were followed by around 12 really aggressive, you know, people on bikes, motorcycles, all that jazz. Now, they did come out and say they're bodyguard Max Foster is a CNN reporter um, and he had spoke directly to one of their security personnel and he said that the couple never actually felt unsafe themselves but they were really concerned and worried that a pedestrian or like any other road user was going to be really badly hurt and they said it was really like you know traumatic and they were up on curbs and they were in on top of them and apparently went on for two hours as well yeah so, oh, we have a little clip. Hang on, listen to this. But it did go on for more than two hours. It involved swapping vehicles and trying to get into safe spaces. At one point, uh, Harry and Meghan's car was blocked off and photographers were taking pictures of them. They were, however, concerned about uh, people dying on the roads because the paps, they say, were crossing red lights, going up onto the sidewalk. And they, at several points, they were concerned that pedestrians could be killed. So... It was pretty serious as far as they're concerned. This is absolutely bizarre. I, for two reasons. One, you just kind of think, like, you know, after what happened to Princess Diana, mm-hmm. and, and this was her untimely death, was because of Paps chasing her through a tunnel and, and the car crashing. And the last thing she saw was the flashes of the light bulb. So I yeah. think it's very traumatic. But on the other flip of it, I didn't think that paparazzi were making as much money now. As in, the, these photos used to go for millions and like, mm. and so big, big bucks. And that's why they were absolutely chaotic but everyone has a camera phone now I know I mean we all seen Megan coming out of the award ceremony yeah. she looked unbelievable but there was like a hundred photos of different angles because everyone had their phone out everyone snapped it I know there was the so pop snap- true you know it's just kind of like do you really have to go to that extreme and who cares about seeing them in a taxi I know I believe in the taxi driver spoke about it afterwards and he was like I never felt that I was in danger or my life was in danger and it definitely wasn't a high speed chase and mm. he was adamant that it was all very safe but for them 
they obviously felt completely different about it. And Harry has said that he has footage that he is he is threatening to release at some point. Now they could be saving it for another Netflix oh my documentary. God, just release it. So oh, what are you threatening? Still, he still hasn't. He hasn't let it out yet. But that could be what he's going to do with it. But what, but sorry, like that that annoys me as well. It's just post the video like every other normal person does. Ah, they're, but they're not every other normal person. <laughs> but they want to be they part do. of common people. Or do they though? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, our next word today, Ellen, is the Cannes Film Festival is cracking down on the dress code for men. What is going on here? Oh my God, Laura, I just think this is brilliant, right? So, and I very much, I'm all Cannes Film Festival here. So, Basically, they're cracking down on the dress code for men. And they did originally do this a couple of years ago for women. With You know, you had to wear high heels. It had to be a black dress or a little black dress or nice trousers and a nice top. I don't think the dress code is too strict. But Vogue writer Zach Weiss was spotted being turned away from the black tie opening night. Um, basically, he had this beautiful, colourful jacket by J. Coss. It was like really floral and like just stunning. I would not have turned him away in this, in fairness. But he had to quickly leg it across the road and get a plain black tux from Giorgio Armani. And then he thankfully made it back in. Um, But you have to have black jacket, black shoes. Like, you can't be too colourful, apparently. Um, But he got in, eventually, with a plain dinner jacket. But apparently, as well, a group of women in their 50s, years ago, were turned away for wearing rhinestone flats. Now, they sound vile, anyway. (laughs) But, regardless, of that they were turned away you had to wear heels that has since changed yeah thank god but I am 100% all for dress codes like are you? yeah absolutely like so for example for my 21st birthday I made all the lads dress in tuxes bow ties slacks I themed it James Bond I saved all my summer money working in the pharmacy and rented the blackjack table like it was so over the top I am all for a dress code a theme like you wouldn't go to a wedding in something, you no, know, but cash. Look, I, I, I get that, but I am very much on the side of letting people express their creativity and their personalities coming out in your clothes. I understand that there has to be a bar. Yes. Uh, and I do I do understand that you're not going to show up in your favourite sweatpants and a pair of runners and, and go for it. But at the same time, it, like having to be in all black and everybody, it's just boring. Yeah. Mm. No, you don't agree with me. Don't Not even pretend. I do like a dress code and I love a theme. And like even Emily Blunt at the time, she's like, we shouldn't have to wear high heels. I prefer wearing Converse. Like if you don't want to wear high heels, fine. But you can't go in wearing Converse. You can, of course. To the canvas? You can, of course. Why couldn't you? No. You could look really I'm not jazzy. having it. I don't know. There's, you could put rhinestones on your Converse. No, How no, about that? <laughs> and Leonard will be back in just a sec. Laura Fox. If you're just joining us, you are very welcome along. I'm joined in studio by Miss Ellen Leonard, our culture vulture here in RTE. We're going through all the Sunday service stories of the week. Uh, we've already covered Harry and Meghan and we've covered the Cannes Film Festival, which we've agreed mm-hmm. that we're both on opposite ends of. Let's get straight back into it again. There's a brand new documentary out following Matt Willis's addiction battle. Yeah, so Matt Willis, if you remember him from Busted, which I absolutely do. I loved them and still do. He has a very emotional documentary out called Fighting Addiction on his battles with drink and drug addiction and he has been highly praised over the last couple of days since it aired on the BBC on Wednesday night Um, and particularly his wife Emma Willis she featured really really heavily in it and she was really really open 
about what it's like standing by somebody that goes through that and relapses and goes through it again. And his last relapse was when his newest child was only a couple of months old. So she has been through the ringer and it is a very powerful watch. So Emma broke down in tears and she like just lives in this constant fear of how he can relapse at any moment. Um, and they're very open about it and he is just so like authentic in it and not trying to be anything he isn't and his bandmate Charlie is in it. Do you remember him? Of course With I the do. bushy eyebrows. He looks great. <laughs> Still have bushy eyebrows? Yeah. And I really assume it's all in now. <laughs> um, and, and they're kind of in it. And he met up with his brother in it as well. Um, and they had a very traumatic childhood and they went back and visited their childhood home. And sadly, they haven't spoken in the last four years. And not because they've fallen out. They're both just trying to kind of heal from the things that they've been through. Um, but it's an excellent watch if you're able to get your hands on it and watch it. Um, and that- he's very candid in it. That is brilliant and I actually can't wait to sit down and watch it. I read a lot about it um, because I haven't had a chance to actually see it yet and the bit that really got me was where Emma said that she kept a diary every day since Mm -hmm. 2008 of his addiction battle just because she just wanted to, you know, kind of catalogue what was happening and what they were going through. So she picks it up in the middle of the documentary and Mm -hmm. actually reads out just pages and she starts crying and says, I probably haven't looked at these since I wrote them but it was just the only bit of therapy that I had. Exactly. Her biggest concern as well is that Busted are going back on tour Mm -hmm. and the last time that he relapsed it was because Busted went on tour, and and that has to be hard. I mean, we've we, this is it's no secret. We've we've seen addiction in musicians and artists who are traveling the world. There's so no common. It's so common because there's no set structure in your life, and you're on the road, and you've got this rock and roll lifestyle that you're kind of peasing into, and it's like, oh no, it's just a bit of crack, it's a bit of fun, and then it becomes a problem, and yeah. then it's very hard to pull yourself out of it. Dying, dying to watch this. Uh, just a little note for anybody who's listening at home: the HSE Drugs and Alcohol Health. Helpline free phone is 1800 459 459. Uh, have you watched that yet? I have I have watched it on TikTok. I okay. say I've watched about <laughs> half an hour of it just sitting on the bed going from one clip to another and it's absolutely brilliant. And the good thing I'll just say really quickly about this is that now that he's open about it with his bandmates and they said that they are going to support him on the road. So hopefully it'll be a successful tour for him this time. My fingers crossed. And this is it. It's being open and letting people in around you and not mm-hmm. trying to hide it. Absolutely. And, and then people can go, no, maybe do you know what? We're going we'll to have keep an tonight. eye on him. We'll all yeah. just drink water tonight instead. Yeah. Next thing, this is such a heartwarming story about Post Malone. Oh my God. Like, where I love Post Malone. So, basically, what's after happening is uh, he was out after his own gig uh, in Glasgow and he ran into Gregor Hunter Coleman, who's also just known as Coleman. Um, and he had finished his gig in Glasgow's city centre. Now, he was a previous X Factor contestant in 2017 and he got as far as the 6 seat challenge. Oh my God, that 6 seat challenge. It's brutal. Do you, do you, oh, for anyone at home who doesn't remember, there used to be six chairs and there could be like 12 contestants mm-hmm. and each would come out and get a six, one of the six chairs. And you'd be thrilled. And you'd be delighted. And then the judges would decide from who on out who lost a chair and who would sit down and who would be gone. And it oh, was gut And you physically would have to get out of your seat and leave. And walk out. Oh, bring back the good old days of the X Factor. Oh, I love it. They were brilliant. The icons that have come out of that. Um, but 
Anyway, after Coleman finished his set at Wonder Bar is where they were, he was called over to meet Post Malone, who had gone to the same bar after finishing his gig. Um, and he's after putting up an Instagram post. He's 27, year old, 27 years old and he goes, never thought whilst heading out the door with my guitar on Friday that I'd meet Post Malone and have such a life-changing experience. And that life-changing experience is Post Malone has handed over whatever lump of money to help him buy his first home. He's basically said he was asked how much Post Malone gave him and he goes well let's just say I have a deposit for a house in my bank account oh now I don't know what he said to Post Malone but it worked that is very generous out Outrageous. He's a lovely man, Post Malone. I saw another video during the week as well. Um, when he finished one of his concerts, one of his fans was giving him a new pair of Converse. And he had spotted her from the stage and he made sure to come down to her after the gig and said, are these for me? And they kind of had a really nice heartwarming chat. And she gave them to him and he was like, thank you so much. And then he took his... Converse that he had just performed in off and signed them for her and handed them to her. Now they were probably stinking. That's so disgusting. Yeah, rotten. But she was she was happy out. And he just has a really nice, kind way about him. We've spoken about auctions on this show a good, a good bit with yourself, <laughs> Ellen, about random things going up for sale, like chew, chewing gum and whatnot. She's going to make a mint off those. A mint. And I think she's going to frame them though and keep them. Um, yeah, if you're that big of a fan, you probably would. But back to Coleman having a house deposit from Postman. I think it kind of gets to that point though where you've got so much money imagine being able to help someone else like that absolutely but like when do you stop do you know what I mean like I'd be worried for Post Malone that people like that's your man that gave your man a deposit for the house come here till I tell you my story and he's going to be broke it's like being afraid to win the Euro millions in this country or the lotto exactly I think he just really wants to support other artists and he can see himself in them when they're you know climbing the ladder but it's a lovely gesture but if I was his manager I'd be like you don't want to cut that out yeah cough on cough yeah. on stuff so what we're saying is don't um, have any Ellen Leonard as your manager ever and also she loves a dress code so we're learning so much about you today let myself out <laughs> Sunday service with Laura Fox on 2FM the sound of the weekend 2FM Miss Ellen Leonard let's get into our final stories of the day and kicking off with something that really interests you because <laughs> this is all I'm known for it's now. all you're known people for people wheeling and dealing things <laughs> so but this time he's been caught so a US man has been charged after the theft of the pair of ruby slippers worn by Judy Garland in the 1939 film The Wizard of Oz now this is obviously highly illegal and he has been charged and convicted but they were stolen from the Judy Garland Museum in Minnesota in 2005 but they were recovered during an FBI operation in 2018 so they absolutely weren't messing around about these ruby slippers like they were coming for these um, and he was charged with one count of theft of a major artwork uh, but they are one of four remaining pairs um, and obviously they're extremely recognisable like everyone knows them and recognises them like ever so you're not really going to get away with selling them on so when he stole them they were insured for 1 million euro, but they're now valued at 3.5 million euro. What? 3.5 yeah, million? For one of four pairs of the slippers. So like I said, that was highly illegal. You can't be stealing things. But what I love, like during the week, people are so creative. Like we obviously talked about Robert Down- Downey Jr.'s chewing gum. <laughs> and then people are selling on like film memorabilia, like the axe from The Shining made out of foam and resin and all that stuff. But during the week, you're going to die. One concert goer from Taylor Swift's Air is I knew this was going to be a Taylor Swift story. Of course Go on. it is. Of course. It's a Swifty 
took her contacts out of her eyeballs and is trying to sell them because the contacts saw Taylor Swift perform. And when I tell you, they're dried and shriveled up. And they're currently not online, so either they're sold or she realised that she was being completely out of line. You are joking me. I'm not. I'm not joking. People are creative. People are... And you're worse if you There was another C word I was going to use there and it wasn't creative. You're joking. That is absolutely... And you know a contact when it comes out of your eye. Like, it's fragile and shriveled and dry and... Yeah. She didn't even put them in a nice box. She left them on her bedside locker. (laughs) Took a photo and they're covered in dust. Literally. (laughs) She gives them a nice wash there. You can put them in and you can relive the experience too. See through my eyes. So many eye infections about to kick off. This is. I actually, I'm going to end up doing a rabbit hole in this later on because I want to figure out where these contacts are. Who has them? TikTok is going to have all the answers for this. Um, Ellen, our final story of the day and we are going to our queen, Miss Lizzo. I just love her. And it's obviously when we talk about Lizzo, it's positive. Um, so basically what happened during the week, one TikTok user, um, Tifria is her handle. She shared a video saying that she is not looking to escape fatness. She is on a journey just to be healthier, mm-hmm. feel better, more well-being. And she said, if anyone feels me, stitch this video and imagine getting a stitch from Lizzo. We have a little clip. Have a listen to this. You a baby and your body continues to change forever until it stops. And it's going to keep changing after that too because you're going to be dust. But embracing the fact that your body changes, that's a part of it. And making sure that this is what we have the power over. Because if this ain't happy, none of this is happy. I love how she just always stitches on random people's videos and it's just like, yeah, let's go. Let me do this. Um, so she is saying that she is, she's fully agreeing that there's, that she doesn't want to escape fatness. That's not why she's working out and it's not what the fitness is about. There's a whole conversation at the minute about, you know, people being healthy and, you know, we are absolutely not for fat shaming anywhere. Mm-hmm. And, but the conversation as well is, okay, but at what point then does it become unhealthy? But people also need to realise that being fat and being unhealthy are not the same thing. Uh, Well, this is it. And like Lizzo, her job requires physical endurance. Mm -hmm. That woman is dancing, singing, playing the flute. Like she looks after herself to be able to achieve that. And my God, does she do it. When we seen her when she played in the three arena, Honestly, run rings around you. Run rings around you. And that gig was 90 minutes long and she was go, 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 go. And sorry, singing alone will take it out of you. Yeah, and I love this with her as well. So she's like, I'm obviously looking after myself, but my goal isn't to change how I look. I'm happy with how I look as long as I feel healthy. And what I loved at the end as well is that she said, if this ain't happy and pointed at her head, none of this is happy and talks about the rest for it. So she's saying like, I do this for my mind and my well-being. And it's just a good way to look at the whole conversation around this and she just nails it every time we love a bit of Lizzo and anything that comes out of her mouth I'm going to um, do that oh my god I just got a text in here that says contact lenses that have seen Taylor Swift's Eras tour have been put on sale on Depop for $10,000 that is 9,000 euro are you well? I'm going to be the first bitter. Oh my god. so Leonard you'll be back in here next week because you're so broke you need to <laughs> turn it up now turn it up Two.